We are I. I hate labeling things as left or right these days because it just seems like that that is such a leveraged, over-leveraged perspective. You know, but my question would be, and you know, like where my thought process is this morning is why why does it seem like a lot of the people on the right, let's go air quotes, right? Because there was actually a lot of people on the, you know, on the right that agreed with all the COVID policies and all the bullshit to do with COVID, you know, but there was, there wasn't very many outspoken people. I don't really know anybody who was on the, you know, what they call the left that was not supportive of lockdowns or vaccine mandates or any of this bullshit. But I do know that there's a lot of people on the right that, you know, didn't support lockdowns, school closures, vaccine mandates, stripping away freedoms, closing businesses and all that kind of stuff. And it turned out that not only that they were right, but they were categorically right. You know, and you look at forcing kids to wear masks and shut down schools when there was the data supporting that this was a, a shitty, terrible, ass-backwards decision. But why are none of those people willing to admit that they just got it wrong? Not that you can't and you can prove that they had the information to show that this was a terrible decision. And now it has been absolutely proven that not only was this a bad decision, but stunted kids' growth. You stunted the growth of a generation of kids. Like you can't deny that. Now you like you literally can't argue that. It is categorically true. But why can't people come out and say, like, hey, you know, I just I wanted the data to be true to support what I wanted. I wanted to be able to shut down schools or, you know, maybe you don't even phrase it that way. But why can't you come back now and say, hey, like, I wouldn't do this again. I would given the same circumstances, I wouldn't do it again. Upon hindsight, being a Monday morning quarterback, I wouldn't do this again. I wouldn't shut down schools. I wouldn't force kids to wear masks. I wouldn't keep supporting that kids get vaccinated against COVID-19 because there's there's not only no evidence to be able to support any of those, but there's actually an overwhelming amount of evidence to support the contrary, that none of these things are necessities for kids or that those age demographics. You know, barring obviously your your outliers, but we don't need to focus on those extremely small percentage of outliers where like maybe those things would be relevant. You know, on, on top of that, you know, how much this has crippled our economies worldwide. You know, and one could maybe argue that we needed a little bit of shake up, a little bit of an understanding of, you know, exactly how fragile our society is and, you know, how maybe ballooned artificially ballooned our economies were and how we need to refocus our attentions back to a more localized economic system instead of like a a hyper global system you know but why can't people come out and say like hey 
like this, we kind of got this wrong. When we closed outside, like here in BC, when we closed the forest, like when you simply just think about how fucking absurd that is, we closed the forest because they literally did provincial and national parks. They closed the forest. Like I just, I, I can't, my mind cannot process that kind of stupidity. They closed beaches. They closed the ocean. They closed the access to the ocean. Like, think about that for a minute. Like, that's what they did. And people aren't willing to be able to support that they made the wrong call. They can't support apologizing and saying like, hey, you know, I kind of fucked up a little bit. Say it in any gentle terms that you want. You know, but don't blame the information. Because the information was there. Because everybody who was not supportive of any of this was reading the actual information and the data and saying, no, like this doesn't support any of this. If you need to protect the elderly and the sick and the vulnerable, well, guess what? You need to do that all the time. Where I get my hair cut, the guy, the owner of the place, his uncle comes in just to hangs out to talk. Well, he's old. He's in his 80s. And his eyesight was starting to go, so he got you know surgery done on his eyes, which actually went horribly wrong. It made his eyes worse. So he had to give up driving because he was becoming more more of a liability than an asset on the road. So he had to give up driving. Like this is protecting not only him, but protecting people around him. So that's a good call. He shouldn't have a driver's license. So I support that. You know, people who are who are elderly, who are sick, who are vulnerable. Well, maybe we need to assess why. Okay, well, maybe a lot of elderly people, they don't have a choice anymore. Their bridge is burnt. For whatever reason you may want to believe or not believe that their bridge is burnt and decisions they may or may not have made through their lives or genetics they may or may not carry. Okay, let's protect those people. But to be able to shut down our entire world, our society and our economy, And you can't come out and admit that you were wrong when we know that those were, like I said, categorically wrong decisions to make. How again, if you want to compare this even to the Spanish flu, which that narrative dropped real fast, but if you want to compare that even then, they said masks were bullshit back in those days. And what a lot of doctors were doing is taking people outside in the summertime and, you know, laying them out in the fields who had the Spanish flu because they knew the vitamin D would help. But did you hear anything about that one? Even after they knew, when there was a categorical amount of evidence showing that insufficient vitamin D levels, you know, in the human body made COVID worse, did you encourage people to go outside? No, those people told everybody to stay inside away from the sun. And then you closed outside where people could go get vitamin D. Think about those things for a minute. They're insane. 
So how, when you have leadership at these levels and you have people doubling down and tripling down on their bullshit, when people know, when the sniff test now does not get passed, when we have leaders like this that aren't willing to come out and say, you know what, where's the one person that is willing to stick their neck out and say like, hey, I got this wrong. You know, at a provincial or state level or at a federal level, say like, hey, I like we got this wrong. You know, and you subtly hear this from conservatives in Canada now, which is almost is gross to me is not saying anything at all is when you almost seem like you're putting out this narrative, like you've been supportive of this the whole time, like the conservatives enter that that bill into parliament and you know, that gets voted on was like a week or two ago now that, you know, they want to end the ability of the federal government to, you know, utter in vaccine mandates and all this shit as a result of COVID. And it got struck down, obviously, in the House, because why would liberals want to give up control, which is interesting on its own. But it's like, no, like, you actually haven't been outspokenly supportive of not doing these things the whole time. And the conservatives kind of jumped on the trucker convoy, like they supported them being there, but they didn't really support the message. But now you're saying that you support the message? Because you realize that it's got you an astronomical amount of support, that if there is a federal election today, more likely than not, the conservatives would win a majority government. All the polling is starting to trend that way in a major way, and that's why you're seeing, I believe, you know, like the the coalition between the liberals and the bloc now you know and that carbon tax bullshit and you already have the coalition between the liberals and the NDP because they have no choice because they know how strong the conservative movement is in Canada right now but like don't just jump on and say like hey I've actually been saying this the whole time when you haven't been like that's almost just as gross as the people who aren't willing to be able to admit that they were wrong like, don't be right by proxy historically. Like, that's what you're saying is like, oh, well, you know, we're going to support this now because we want to make it seem like we've supported this the whole time. It's like, no, like you had opportunities to be able to say something and you didn't. But now you're starting to see places like, you know, organizations like the BBC publicly apologizing to Andrew Brigden, that MP, you know, in the UK, and saying like, we're sorry for the picture we've painted of you in the public because it turns out you were right. Like, like that's the kind of humility that I want to see from our politicians. When you have a major news organization like the BBC saying, you know what, you stuck your neck out for so long, the calluses you must have on that would make you forever strong. But when they can apologize, why can't Global News? Why can't the CBC? Why can't CNN? Why can't MSNBC? Why can't politicians at a state and provincial level, at a municipal level, at a federal level, why can't they? Or are they going to and then seemingly see like that they have been on this the whole time and like, well, you know, you know, you know, you know, um, yeah, I, I don't really have anything of substance to say, but um, I've actually not agreed with any of this COVID stuff all the time. See you later. Bye. You know, it's like, no, motherfucker. You like you didn't. You didn't. 
So how do the rest of citizens, and this is the point, and I guess this is the long convoluted way of getting there, is the message that you're sending to average citizens is that even when you're wrong, don't admit it. Don't have humility. Don't come back around and say, you know what, I'm. if you want to publicly shame me for this because I got it wrong in the 11th hour, fine. I will take my just due. But I'm willing to be able to say it because I think it's the right thing to do. It's the right message to send to future generations of politicians in this position. Not only politicians, but everybody else. When your time comes to step into that and be like, hey, I got this right or I got this wrong. If you got it wrong, just admit that you got it wrong. Because people will respect that more. Because what that message sends when you don't do that is so toxic and corrosive. It's just like the cancer of public opinion. It's the cancer of, you know, people's ignorance. It's the cancer of people's egos moving forward, being like, I am going to always double down until you shut up, until the truth shuts up. I'm going to double down on my bullshit until the truth gets so tired of fighting back against it that we just give up. But that's one thing that you see now is that the truth is not giving up. You have a lot of people that say like, no, I am not going to give up anymore. And it's making these people who double and triple down on their message seem intrinsically even more arrogant. And I hope by way of that, that it is building a generation of leaders that saying, I don't want to be like that. And you see this with Dr. Jordan Peterson and his organization, you know, creating this counter WEF. Saying like, no, like we don't want to be like that. We don't believe in any of their policies or the majority of them anyway. We don't believe that that's the correct way to be able to take the world. They have somebody like Elon Musk saying, no, like, we need a platform for everything to be said. We've we've had that, and that's what's supposed to be successful. You know, then you have, you know, a lot of people on the so-called right, but are just centrists, really, at the end of the day, more than anything, that come out and speaking against the medical establishment and the bullshit that they spew, against politicians and the bullshit they spew. So you have people with huge platforms, and I don't want to name them because they're so obvious. You have people with huge platforms are saying enough is enough. So the question of the day is, knowing that the majority of our leaders out there today are not willing to set a good example, are you? Are you?